Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of Big Sound Small Town, the podcast that spotlights the talented and diverse musicians in small towns and communities. This season, we're branching out to include the community of people who make it possible for musicians to be able to perform their music. The producers, the recording engineers, the venue owners, and many others. And as always, the small town musicians. Remember, small town doesn't mean small talent. Hear their stories. Today, Big Sound Small Town is coming to you from the Earl Scruggs Center in Shelby, North Carolina, and my guest is Jimmy McKee. Welcome to the show, Jimmy. Right, thanks for having me, Sandy. We've known each other a pretty long time. We're getting old. Yeah, getting we old. are getting old. old. Yes, sir. I'm getting old. All right, well, you're here because you're a musician. Well. So, So, when did you decide you were going to be a musician? Well, probably probably in about the seventh grade when I really wanted to play music. I just I got that's when the Beatles yeah came around. But before that, I I was interested in Arthur Smith got me interested in the guitar. That's where all that started. Guitar up. boogie. Yeah. yeah, getting up in the morning watching Arthur Smith and the Cracker Jacks getting ready to go to school and hearing them play that guitar. Yeah. And, uh, then on the weekends, sitting with my dad and listening to Flat and Scruggs, I guess that's where the bluegrass got in the blood. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if I'm not mistaken, sometimes sometimes uh, Arthur Smith came on two times. Sometimes he'd come on in the morning, sometimes he'd come on in the evening. I think so, yeah. He had a pretty good deal going. Yeah. He did. Very talented. Very, very talented musician. Yeah, very talented. Uh, that's a good place to start. So what did... You finally say, "Hey, I got to get me a guitar." Well, I, my dad always had a guitar. My my grandfather, my whole family played music. Yeah, up, yeah. You need to go into my that. My dad had, had always had a guitar around, and he he played and sung, and uh, I just always had one there, and always just kind of wanted played with it. Right. And then uh, actually, my aunt taught me three chords. My aunt, you know, used to do the ladies play. Right. That was, oh, yeah. That's all the entertainment there was back yeah. in the day. And she taught me uh, G, C, and D. That's still about all I know now. But <laughs> got a capo, man. But, uh, she taught me that, and then my dad taught me how to pick the wildwood flower. And uh, But then, you know, in uh, junior high school, I got with some guys, the Beatle thing came out, and right. I ended up... Uh, uh, Going down to Sears Roebuck and Shelby got my dad bought me a red silver tone electric. Still have it. Oh little, yeah, the yeah the little single pickup. Did it have the and, amp uh, in the in the I, case? Got, well, we bought that. Got a little amp. Yeah. I don't have it, but right. And the guys at school, uh, Dickie Wellman, he's passed away now. But Tommy Mudd and uh, Larry White, Dickie Wellman, and I can't remember one other guy. We put a little group together and uh, did the little talent shows at school yeah. playing the Beatles yeah. music. Things yeah. like that, and I got into that for just I never played in a group, just but I always sat around and played my guitar a little yeah. bit, and yeah. then I got out of it, you know, got into the dating thing, and yeah. kind of got away from music for quite a while, and then I decided to get back, got interested again, and I went up to Green Acres. Oh yeah, heard a little bluegrass so, and all so that many, stuff I'd heard yeah. as a child came back, and 
I, I went over to, uh, I got with some people that, that played and hung out and went over to uh, Horton Norris Brooks. Mm -hmm. And Hort showed me the G run on a guitar. Yeah, and I, I thought Mr. I thought run. I was Mr. Bluegrass after oh, yeah. that, and I played and just you know just enjoyed it. It's just been fun. Now during that time, did you put it together a band, a bluegrass band? Well, after a few years of just getting together and jamming, we ended up having a group: uh, Dean Jenks and myself and Steve Kaiser, and had a guy named Eddie Walker that was played with. Started a little band called Buffalo Creek Band. And we played for about five or six years, and then Eddie left. Ray Allison came and started playing right. mandolin, singing with us. And mm -hmm. uh, Lynn Ward played a little during that time. Played bass when Steve couldn't play. And we mm -hmm. we played around for five or six years and just all over the place. Had a good time. Yeah, it was mostly. I'd pretty much say we was a party band at that time. Somebody called up and had a beer and had a pig. Right. Having, back then, the big pickings and. Right. Needed some music and we'd go make some noise. That's a Cleveland yeah. County thing, man. Yeah, and it, it, it was a lot of fun. We did a lot, did a lot of that. Wasn't anywhere here to play uh, like they have now. I mean, they right. got venues here for the groups to go and singers to go, the musicians. And right. We ended up using Charlotte Hickory or somewhere. Yeah, that's one of the things people don't realize about bluegrass. As much as as much as this is a bluegrass county and bluegrass town. There hasn't always been a lot of places for bands to play. Right. We used to go to the old Prospector yeah, in Charlotte. I, we played there. and uh, They had a big bluegrass crowd there. That's yeah, a good place we, to play. We enjoyed playing there. And there was a place in Hickory called Harmony Roads that we played at yeah. some. And, but other than that, it was usually somebody's birthday party or right. a pig picking or a cookout, 4th of July, something like that around town. Yeah. Well, so you've been doing that five years or so. Why'd you decide to quit? Just get well, tired of it, or just the band thing? What bands do? Well, no, I mean we, everybody, you know, we were young and we all started getting jobs and careers. Right. And yeah, that gets in the way. Yeah, we tried to uh, keep all that going, and then of course, uh, during that time, my wife got killed in an auto accident. Tonda got killed, yeah. and uh, that just kind of put, yeah, put a hurting a on me in yeah. a lot of ways, and it, and I just. Didn't, you know, went through a battle of depression and stuff right. like that for a while and just didn't want to play. Sure, and, uh, I'm, I totally understand that. I played at home, you know, played the blues a little mm -hmm. bit, I guess. Uh, yeah, you know, probably and, a lot, and, uh, yeah. Dr. Bobby came back to Shelby and Dean and some of them tried, you know, I picked a little bit around with some of them right. for a while, but I just never really got back into getting into a group or playing and didn't get out. And I remarried and had two children and started a family and just kind of got away from it. Yeah. Played at home and played at church a little bit, and that was about all I did for a good while. Then what changed to bring you out back out playing? Well, I guess the big thing that changed in my life was uh, when Jesus yeah. changed me, and that changed me. And uh, I played, of course, you played with us some week. I, I played with a few gospel groups and mm -hmm. just played guitar for them. They want somebody to play, and I'd play with them. And Actually, you and Richard had a pretty good thing going with them. Yeah, we had a group in the midst, some of yeah. the ladies and my brother and uh, Keith Fortenberry yeah. played some with us after, you know, that and uh, mm -hmm. and he filled in, helped us. Yeah. But we did that and then uh, I never did really get into a group and then uh, this thing with the Bluegrass Church came up. Yeah, tell me and, all and, about uh, that, how that came about. Well, during this time after giving my life to Jesus, I, uh, the Lord 
I, at, a, at an old age, I consider old age, in my late 50s started calling me to preach. And right. I surrendered to that call and went to school and studied and came back and was ordained as a minister. And uh, Glenn Ward called, who was a pastor, called me and told me about, they had a bluegrass church in Statesville. And Glenn used to play in the bluegrass Buffalo Creek Band with right. his son. And he wanted me to come up. They were open. It was the first service and he wanted me to come up and be there with them and uh, share my testimony, how right. God had changed me and all that, and I did. And uh, then six or eight months later, he called up and there were some people around here were interested in getting a bluegrass church. And I didn't understand any of that at the time. And uh, he said it was like the cowboy and the biker church. People, right. A lot of people that like bluegrass gospel music and they just don't have it in the churches. Right. And uh, there was a call for a need and they were looking into doing it. And, I don't know if I'd be interested in helping or, or being the preacher. So I prayed about it. As soon as I heard it, I thought, yeah, <laughs> it's bluegrass, bluegrass, you know. Oh, yeah. And I didn't want to do that for the wrong reason because, right. you know. I was, do understand. Church, I wanted to make sure that's what the Lord wanted me to right. do. Don't do it for the music, do it right. for the right reason. And uh, about six months went through, we prayed about it and ended up doing that. And we uh, went to South Mountain Christian Camp over in Kayser, mm -hmm. and started having a meeting there uh, is that where twice you have, a month. Is that where you have it now? No, we're in, okay. we're in a building now in Kayser. We okay. have, we've started a church there now. But we went so, it's, so it's grown? No, it, it, yeah, it's grown okay. a lot. Uh, we went to the camp and met, and uh, what we would do was have bluegrass, have a bluegrass group, gospel group to come like in and come sing, in. and then we'd have a message, and then after that, we just had a little open jam session. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, well, I got to pick again. I started playing, oh, yeah. and that, you know, that was interesting that I was getting to play some music again. I enjoyed it. And uh, after that got started, I, uh, I was inviting, when I'd run into the guys that I knew that played bluegrass, I was right. telling them about it, inviting them to come and help and pick music with us and uh, come to church some. And uh, I saw Max McKee and asked Jay Max about it. and. Max came up and ended up staying two years with me, helping well, me with the music, helping with that. And so I got to play with him for two years, and that polished me back up pretty good on yep. playing my guitar. And I, but that's just you know it's brought a lot of uh, musicians that I hadn't seen in years back, Vern Berry, people yeah, like that. And, well. mm -hmm. and we get to play, uh, and the church has grown. We 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 do uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and the Thursday night. Wow. church service now so I play Sunday morning and Thursday night we have music and on Thursday night we have our, our service and then after the service we have an open jam session it's all gospel bluegrass right. gospel it's a whole old gospel good gospel mm -hmm. music and uh, a lot of pickers from Cleveland County Rutherford County Gaston County Lincoln County up Morgan yeah uh, a lot of people I didn't know that love bluegrass right. come in and uh, worship with us and play music. So well, as you know, there's some great. fine players around. It, yeah, it, it's very good musicians come in. It's really good. It's, it's yeah. So that's exciting. one of the things I think. I don't even know if I can get across, but uh, uh, there are quality musicians playing there too. Not just. I mean, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with playing music with anyone. But it's always it, it's always a uplifting thing when you have some quality people there too. There, there's some very, you know, there's beginners and there's yeah. And the thing about it, you know, 
uh, that I've learned, and I, you know, I've, I've been out of the scene for a long time, but I keep up with music. I love it, and uh, it seems to me like in the church thing, uh, most of the people come in. Uh, I guess what you would say with Christians, or you know, they're right. not not the party kind of, and they don't, they don't really care if you're a beginner, right? Or exactly. You're good. Sure. They, you know, they want it. Right. They, and and I've found this, and I'm sure you have. I try to encourage all the young people yeah, again, well, to I keep this. Yeah, I think you have to. Because, you know, you, your podcast is for all the music. It is. I'm a bluegrass, old-time bluegrass right. kind of guy, and I, it, it almost died out, but it's made a great surge to come back, and, and the young people have really picked up and, and took the, off. And, if, it don't, if you don't encourage young people, it will die off. It's what I don't – there's a group of shaggers who had that music for a while, and the young people aren't really getting on board, and that's dying a fast death. You right. Know? So I mean, so you have to have that. That is a beside the religious part of it. You're keeping a a style of music alive too, which I guess is all part of serving the Lord. Well, the old the old time gospel music, and I know when I was first asked about this, I met with some. Uh, you know, some of the people from the church that was interested in supporting it and starting it, and they were asking about the bluegrass. And I, you know, I grew up watching Flatten Scrubs mm -hmm. and, and all that, and sure. I played and played some festivals and been yeah. around and had the opportunity to meet some of the old bluegrass sure. that were some of them. And you know, they always had respect. I don't know their lives. But if you ever notice bluegrass groups, if they sung a gospel song, they took the hats off. They did, and, they and did. you know that it was their old yep. church music, yep. and it meant something. And and there's still a lot of people, a lot of people in our church are older people, but they like that kind of music. You know, they, you don't hear it that much in the churches anymore. And right. I mean, we have church; we go and have a worship service, worship right. the Lord. But the music we do is the old time music, and. Mm -hmm. Uh, we do hymns and all that, but when we do, we do it with the bluegrass instruments. Yeah, I was getting ready to ask, do you have a choir? We just started this okay. choir, but we, we use the banjos and guitars and fiddles. Right. And For we, we don't even have a, right. don't have a piano in there yet, right. but I think we're going to get one yeah. for some of the stuff. But, but you do have a choir. We, we started this choir, and, it, and it's like the old church choir. They just, uh, oh yeah. It's like Matt said, we do everything by letter. We don't know music. We just run back and let her go up there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like Max. Yeah, we, we have it's a good, it's a good. You know, people that like it enjoy it. Yeah, and I, I'm just thrilled to get to uh, use my talent to do it and get to play music again. Yeah. I mean, I, it's a it's a good thing for me. And, it uh, is, and and you found a place in your life that it can all work together. That's yeah. great. And and I mean, opportunities for a lot others. of musicians. I listen to a lot of your podcasts, and it, it brought back a lot of memories. I was telling you a while ago, listening to. The, uh, the Edmonton boys and yeah. all, you know, and I, Jerry and those guys. Right. I used to be over at uh, Oak Grove and uh, right. uh, Dub Lovis and Clyde, those guys mm -hmm. sat out under the trees when I was learning, mm -hmm. Jerry picked, and and then to hear these, they're not young guys no more, they're right. old men, but hear them on there telling oh, them yeah. what they're doing in the music, and uh, it's just an interesting time, you know, around here. Well, and, uh, yeah. Jerry played with the Lincoln County Partners for yeah, Lincoln all County years. Partners played at my wedding. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I was going with that. So yeah, when I remarried, I, uh, Denise Harris, my wife Denise, we planned on having the wedding. We got married out at Landmark Church where I was going, and I said, "You plan the whole wedding? I'll take care of the music." 
I yeah. went and I asked Jerry Evans, and I said, well, you guys play at my wedding? They said, well, we played a couple of funerals. We had never played a wedding before. Really? I said, it's about the same thing. I'm yeah. getting murdered. So. <laughs> but uh, they came and played, and it, it was really, it was nice to have them there. Yeah, I, I, we're in the Earl Scruggs Center, so uh, we'll give a shout-out to Jerry Edmondson, one of the finest banjo players you'll ever hope to find. Yeah, he was a great one. Yeah, uh, and a great man, too. Yeah, and, and yeah, if you get a chance, he has sons that play music. And uh, if you can check out, um, well, Oak Grove String Band is, mm -hmm. is part of part of his legacy, right. I guess, with, right. with Brian. And, uh, you know, they they do a wonderful job and they're good people. Well, Jimmy? I, I think it's exciting to get to, uh, you know, I listened to your podcast with Mike Lynch and uh, yeah, Edmondson, Tom and them. And, don't even know those guys, but I keep up with their music right. and things. But uh, it's interesting to hear how that's going on. My son plays guitar, my granddaughter's right. playing, and, uh, you know, just trying to keep yeah. that going. But we, we was talking about the music a while ago, Sandy, and, and our age group, you were talking to uh, Mary Beth a while ago about meeting somebody that didn't know who James Brown was. Right. Yeah. I, I believe our age group, regardless of the genre of the music, right. We grew up with the band, the country. Oh, that's the great rock, music, yeah. The blues, yeah, yeah. Blue I mean, you know, I don't think it'll ever be. Musically, it's a wonderful time to be yeah. alive. I, that's what, I mean, we saw the Beatles, we saw Elvis, yep. we saw Monroe, Flat and Scrubs, you know, the you can, Elvis. And, I mean, you can, you can pick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just about anyone that, in any kind of music that is famous, we live through that era. Yeah, and to be able to share it, I mean, I think, I want to thank you for doing your podcast oh. because that's people like me that can come in and share their little bit of the live on and it can help. Well, you know, help encourage sure. others to, to, to play it. And, yeah. you know, there, these are stories that um, will disappear if somebody doesn't, I mean, it takes a person like you willing, willing to give your time to keep this all alive. So, you know, it's, um, there's so many good musicians in Cleveland County and in a, in a lot of the small towns around right. that they're, they're every bit as good as the people who uh, are rich and famous and go out and do it. They just, there's a hundred reasons why they live here and not doing that, but it, but it has nothing to do with talent. Oh no, that, yeah. I, I believe there's better talent sitting around small towns than there are on the stages. I, 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 I totally I, I've, agree. I've seen a lot of them and met them and I know you have. Oh uh, yeah. And I'm not one of them. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a mediocre musician, but I love it, and I thank you for inviting me and let me be well, a part of this. I know you're a busy guy, and I, I thank you for giving me my time, your time. I appreciate it. All right.